Hi guys, my name is Ine Mudodion and this is the Unqualified Preacher Podcast. So today is my very first episode. Yay! <laughs> and so today I'm talking about uh, choosing to be good. Actually, the, the topic is shaking off shame to be good. Obedience over perfection. And so I'm going to explain why I choose that as my I'm going to tell you why I chose that as my um, as today's topic. So last year, you know, God put this desire in my heart to start this podcast. And <laughs> as soon as it as it thought was planted in my heart, I was like, nope. I, I I came up with all the reasons why I was not qualified, why I was not the one, why God was making a mistake. And just hearing that, saying that out loud, I'm seeing all the ego in that, but and the delusion in that, like me thinking I know more than God, but anyways, but that's how I felt. I felt unqualified. I felt like I felt unworthy. I felt <laughs> God, you must not be seeing right. And from last year till now, every day, every week, every time I was reminded, I would be like, nope, nope, I'm still not ready. No, I'm not perfect. No, I haven't gotten to that point where I feel like I'm qualified. I don't know what that point is. It is just ridiculous, but yeah, that's how I felt. And every day, every week, every month, I, I would give. I would. I, I had a list. Trust me, like God was in heaven shaking his head. Like what kind of daughter is this? So, but I had a list every time of all the reasons. I was like, no, I lied yesterday. No, I did something I was not supposed to do. No, I like it was always no, no, no. I'm not qualified. Like there is no way <laughs> that I should be the one doing this and i'm actually in great company because apart from people that we can find in our daily lives right now that do that there are so many people in the bible that felt unqualified who ended up going to do amazing things but before they were able to move to do those amazing things before they chose to believe god and do those that they were called to do those amazing things they felt unqualified too and the first person that comes to mind is moses God tells Moses, you know, go, go and save my people from Egypt. And Moses says, nope, I can't speak well. I have a daughter. And all of us have those things that we use as reasons why we feel unqualified. For me, two things. There are actually two reasons why. But two things I, that stopped me from starting this podcast last year. Podcast last year, And one of them was shame, sense of shame. I felt I will, the major reason why I was unqualified or is that I had done too many bad things for God to choose me. Like, and I'm sure many of us can relate to that. We've, you are probably maybe, and there's not even an age thing. You don't need to get to like 50 to feel like, okay, they are just, I'm past re- redemption. You know, I didn't feel like I was past redemption. I just felt like, no, I've said too many things, I've done too many things. Like, who is going to, I don't even believe that I'm qualified. So who is going to who is going to believe me? Like you know? And that's the thing with shame. That that that's what shame does. Shame makes you feel dirty. It makes you feel just disgusting. It makes you feel like the filthiest person ever. And it keeps you trapped. Like guilt guilt isn't as bad. Guilt just Guilt is like, it's like how it just tells you, okay, you've done something wrong. But shame tells you that you haven't done just done something wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> you are bad. You are 
the worst of the worstest excuse my english it tells you no and god didn't call us live with shame it's just one of the um, after effects of you know the aftermath of you know what happened in the garden of eden i'm talking about the garden of eden let me take it let me prove to you why how i know that god didn't um call us live with shame and how it all started right and so we go to we everybody knows okay let me assume but you know the story of genesis right you know god makes everything and then he makes adam and then he makes eve but the part i want you to to, to, to really focus on is genesis 2 25 the king james version says and they were both naked the man and his wife this is adam and eve and they were not ashamed so we see from here that the templates that what god wants for us or what god the plan that god has for us is to never feel shame never ever ever because shame oh my god it's such a heavy blanket it is such a it will just keep and it doesn't just come alone it, it, it just keeps coming and covering and covering and covering until you cannot physically emotionally spiritually move or do anything because you just feel like ugh, you know and that really was my life you know that really trapped me and like just kept giving me enough reasons to tell god i was not qualified and i'm not the only one that you know that has experienced shame let's let's go back to how uh, adam and Eve um see what shame is for themselves so in the beginning of um, genesis 3 we see the introduction of we see how the serpent is introduced into the story so he comes into the um garden of eden and he starts to talk to eve and he says um did god tell you not to eat from every i'm paraphrasing but if i okay let me just read it and he's and he, the, the serpent says ye ye shall not eat of every fruit every tree of the garden that is this is a question and the woman says we may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god had said ye shall not eat neither shall you touch lest ye die just hold on if i go on i just want to just give us like a breakdown of how shame is introduced into our lives because shame doesn't just come like that it doesn't just doesn't just appear it's like it's a process there's <laughs> a process to shame and it starts with having a conversation with a contrary voice so in genesis 2 we have every, every life is good life is great these guys are walking around naked they are in communion with god they are living as god wants them to live then in genesis 3 the serpent, the serpent comes into the, the garden but what what we see happen is instead of the the, the um, Eve to just see the serpent and just be like hi serpent bye serpent like in the same breath she sits down and she has a conversation with with um with with the serpent and and that's it just it's why we should it just goes to show why we should never even make room or give room for any voice that is not of god anytime you encounter anything that is contrary to what god says whether it's on social media whether it's through the mouth of your friend whether it's in your own voice in your own in your head own head rather don't even don't make room for it don't even let it go from high just as soon as the voice comes and says you are not worthy nope but god said like immediately attack it but he didn't do that and i also didn't do that um eve goes on to, to you know like, uh, answer the, the serpent and says no there's this tree that god says we should not eat of because you know the god says we should not eat and then the devil says 
why would you not why would you believe god no trust me god is lying eat it you will not die god doesn't want you to eat it because he doesn't want it to be like him pause isn't it just crazy <laughs> isn't it just crazy how devil uses same thing that we that eve already has to trick her into doing what god told her not to do and i'm going to explain in Genesis 1 2, we see, or 2 rather, we see that these people have been made in God's image and likeness. So they are already like God. But now, now the serpent tells her, no, guy, eat this thing because if you eat it, you will be like God. Like how? And it's, it's, still, it's still like that in our everyday lives, you know? devil still comes and and that's what he does best rather like that's that really is what he does he takes something that god because he he's not a creator god is the only creator but what the devil does is he perverts something that god has created so god says don't do this thing then he gives you he comes and he says but are you sure let's look at this thing through another angle let's look at this through my own lenses and let me show you how if you do this thing that god says you should not do then you will be like god like he would take something that God has already done. God has already said, in this case, he was, you're already like me. He takes that thing and then he says, see, that this, like, God, God doesn't want you to, eat to, to um, God doesn't want you to eat this thing because you'll be like him. But the truth is, Eve was already like him. But if, I don't know, I, I think, I don't know if it's like a, actually, let me put it like this. We are, we are still acting like Eve because God says something, and I don't know if it's a trust thing, or maybe it is probably a trust thing and a belief thing. We decide to look the other ways and, and accept every other voice but God. And so, just to go back to, to show you how shame was introduced into, you know, the world. And then, and verse, verse 6 says, And the woman saw that the tree was good, ate it. They move on, move on to verse seven, and and it says, and their eyes were both open, and they that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Verse eight, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and he, Adam and Eve, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Verse nine, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Why art where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Pause. Like in in Genesis 2 25, they were good. They were naked. But because they saw themselves through God's eyes, because they were one with God, because they were living in God's will, they did not feel shame. They did not feel like they had to hide themselves. They did not feel like they, they, they didn't feel like there was something wrong with them. But now shame has been introduced and shame tells them there is something wrong with you 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 how you were before was not good like how like you need to cover up because there's something wrong with you and i'm going to stop with just how what god says and how he must have felt and god says in verse 11 who told thee that thou was naked i think that's that there's we already know how the story ends but going back to shame and how it's introduced the process in which um shame is introduced even in our in our everyday lives in our daily lives is shame is introduced when we go and do something that god tells us not to do and then we see that god says or when we accept shame is also introduced when we accept a voice that is contrary to that's different from what god says that, that tells us something different uh, from what god says and then we see that god says who told you to do 
that who told you to believe some things that i did not i did not say and which is going to which takes me to my second reason or my the second thing that kept me from from um starting this podcast last podcast last year was not was believing every other which still ties to shame was believing every other voice but god God called me and God said, in name you're qualified. But I, because I was like Eve, I was like, nope, nope. I was listening to every other thing, listening to all the reasons why I wasn't, listening to shame, listening to guilt, listening to regret, listening to every other thing but God. God was saying, no, you're good. I've called you. You're you redeemed. You're saved. You're loved. You're you gifted. You're all these things. But I was like, no, no, but... But you know, but shame says, but regret says, but guilt says, but condemnation says, but and that's just like that just goes to show like that trap of of shame and the illusion of shame and and how it can just have such a strong strong hold on your life and the crazy thing or not the crazy thing the the, the, the the most dangerous thing about shame is how it stops us from being fruitful. You know that part of the Bible, that verse that says, you know, God has called us to be fruitful and multiply. It doesn't just apply to giving birth to children. It also applies to us in our everyday lives being fruitful. So God has put things in us. And if we are living as God wants us to live, we are going to be fruitful. We are going to show the fruit of the Spirit. We are going to be kind. We are going to be, to be patient. We are going to to, be, to show all the things that God that 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 God they are going to be to to oh we are going to bear fruit basically and shame or listening to every other thing but God stops us from doing that it stops us from being fruitful and it just it stop it, we are, we, are, we just become fruit, like we stop bearing fruit and we just we are just I think that that just goes to maybe explain why the world is where it is. We have so many Christians, but so many of us are not bearing fruit. And I don't just mean starting a podcast. I mean any, every other way, you know, every way possible. We are, we are we are we call ourselves Christians, but we go out there, and there's no difference between us and the everyday person that doesn't have God in their lives. We we are we we we, we are we judge, we criticize, we we are angry. We, we are every like we, we we bear fruits that is not of God basically we bear fruits that have nothing to do with God because we are not living in God's will and whew, anyways long story short I it just go I just got to a point in my life where I just decided and really sometimes it is that easy I just decided I was done not bearing fruit because what is the point being alive calling ourselves Christians and there is nothing to show for it. God says do something and you say no. Like we, we stay there and we argue with God and we tell him all the reasons why he is wrong and we are right. Because we are seeing through perverted um, um, perspective. Whew, that went <laughs> that was that was the whole other thing. But anyways I just want to encourage you basically now that's there my podcast yay again Woo, drum roll i just wanted to enc- i just want to encourage you to decide make that choice to shake shame off and obey god and and live for god and be all about god if god says and it's not even just about a particular thing that god says 
doesn't always have to be god said i should start a church or god says i should start a business it doesn't always have to be like that it's just even in the simple things seemingly simple things if god says you are loved believe it if god says you are, you are saved believe it if god says you are redeemed you are amazing you are beautiful you are intelligent you are smart that's the thing with the reason why god says the bible says that we need to renew our minds on a daily basis because if we don't we are going to believe every every other thing but him the, the world is filled with so many voices these days you, you, and you, you don't even always have to go outside to encounter those voices there are the voices in your head there are the voices on social media that say you're not good enough you're not wealthy enough you're not rich enough there's something wrong with you like it goes on and on and on and that is why god is so smart and the bible is amazing because it says renew your mind on a daily basis and we just we just we just have to decide to trust god and to believe god over everything else like every other thing i was listening to this um podcast earlier or this sermon earlier of um this amazing um preacher she's uh, an australian preacher called or evangelist called um christian king and she was talking about he gave this story this amazing story of um her daughter so she has a daughter and she talked about how she and her husband go through great lengths every day to which still you know talks about goes back to the daily renewal of your mind but they go through great length every day to speak amazing things over their daughter so they tell the daughter you are smart you are this you are that you are, you are all these things you are beautiful you are amazing you can do anything god calls you to do you can be anything god calls you to be like the on a daily basis she and her husband do this to speak over their their child's um their child's life and so one time she goes to pick her child from school, her daughter from school, and she just says, You won't believe what happened today. And she says, What happened? Uh, what happened rather? And she just says, Okay, she, that there was this guy, there was this boy, rather, the, the child was in kindergarten at this time. And there was this boy that wants to, that goes to take um, Christian's, Christian Kate's daughter's um, teddy bear. And he, as he's taking the teddy bear from the daughter, he says, You are dumb and ugly. And Christian Kent thought the next thing she was good that the, the daughter's teacher was going to tell her was how the daughter fought this guy. But at what what she heard or what she got instead was something even more amazing. We just which has to do what I'm going to what I've been talking about so far. That the daughter says the, the teacher says daughter you know, stands up, looks at this guy and says, Nope, I am not dumb, I am not ugly. My daddy says I am this, I am that, I am that and listening to that this is a small girl, by the way. Listening to that, it just blew my mind. Even just talking about it again, I have goosebumps all over me. Because that's the thing about renewing our minds and choosing to believe God over everything else. When when we read when we read the Bible, when we are when we communicate with God, when we, when we meditate on God's word, we have the right ammunition. So that when shame comes to tell you, but you did that thing last week, but you are bad, but you are this, you don't even wait for it to go beyond the first word or beyond the first statement. Instead, you, you, you turn to that thing or to that voice in your head or to whatever it is that's trying to give you, that's trying to tell you a lie and tell you something that's contrary to what God says you are. You turn to that thing and say, no, my daddy says this. My daddy says, no, I am not that. My daddy says, like, it is so important that we only see ourselves how god sees us and like even just thinking about so just talking about this imagine just just you know bear with me for a second but imagine a world 
that or generation that was filled with not just believers, not just Christians, but like people who actually truly take God's word for the only thing, for the most important thing in their lives. Like that's the only thing, that's the only lens through which they see life. That's the only way they that's the only thing that they hold on to. That is the most important thing that they hold on to. Just imagine. Imagine how amazing the world would be. Imagine how much fruitful it would be. Imagine how powerful it would be if every day we are not held down by shame. We are not held down by guilt. We're not held down by what my daddy said I am or what happened to me or 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 what that boy did to me or what that man did to me. But we be consciously, deliberately, intentionally on a daily basis decide I am only going to see myself and how God sees me. I'm only going to my identity is only going to come through God, not through my past actions, not through what life has what has happened to me in my life, but just how God sees me. Just imagine. Like <sighs> I can't even imagine it because it would be so amazing. Just like you would literally you know, like that part in the Bible, the um, uh, the the book of Acts, where you have the apostles, and I, I don't know, I was born a Catholic, right? And there are pictures, I- images, rather, of um, the Pentecostals, the the day where the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles, right? The disciples, and you can see in those pictures in the Catholic churches and windows and stuff, you can see like fire signifying the Holy Spirit. I feel like we would have that. Like you, we would, you, they would be so powerful that people walk, people that pass us would see that ball of fire <laughs> above our heads. But I say all this to say that once again, I say all this to say that yeah, I have said my podcast. I have decided to shake off, you know, regret, shame, guilt, all the things that kept me from starting the podcast to start it today. And I just want to encourage you to do the same. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be God telling you to start something, like actually start something. You can just start with what you have right now. Start with choosing to believe. When you read your Bible and you see something, and sometimes like we read the Bible and we see something, and because we've, we've lived outside of God's will and God's word for so long, it's, it's really hard to believe that. You read the Bible and you see, God says you are loved. God says you are saved. And you're like, oh, of course, yesterday I killed this person. And that's an exaggeration. But yesterday I, I had an abortion. Yesterday I slept with this guy. Yesterday I looked at him. Um, I watched porn yesterday. But how can you? It can be difficult to like try and like see. But like, God, I know how I feel right now. And right now I feel shame. I feel this. But you are also saying this, which is why. And how we know that uh, why why we've not been called to live by our feelings we've not been called to live by what the world has said uh, says about us we've not been called to live by what we did yesterday we've not been called to live by any of those things we've just been called to live by faith we've just been asked simply just just if god says this just believe it if god says in and start a podcast you're like okay god i hear you and because he says i can do it or i should do it then i can do it it's it seems difficult and it seems however but it really is or can't be that simple and there's something amazing that happens when you choose to to believe god and you choose to trust god and you choose to obey god you feel lighter you feel better you feel like adam and eve uh, like um, adam and eve in the bible who just were walking around and ashamed 
you feel you feel the way God wants us to feel. And even if it, it, it takes a while for you to get to that point where your emotions are that impacted, just doing it on a daily basis, just choosing to exist in God's will, choosing to see yourself through God's eyes. It might not happen immediately, but one day you get to a point where you're just you are there. And so after saying all of this, thank you for listening to my podcast. I, I only God knows, you know, what this is going what is going to come up of this, but I know for me that I decided to make the decision to be good and I feel so much better. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening and yeah, until the next podcast. See you. Bye. Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of The Unqualified Preacher. Today, I'm talking about identity. So, how do you see yourself? Do you think you're amazing or do you think you're messed up and beyond redemption? Do you think you're awesome? Do you think you're valuable? Or do you think, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm filthy, I'm wrong, nobody could ever love me, I'm undeserving. How we see ourselves is literally how we live our lives. How we see ourselves play a huge role in what happens in our lives and what we do in our lives, how, who we attract, what we decide to do, how we think. It is, It can really, really mess up or be the best thing to happen to you. So you see, when a child is born, right, from a young age, it starts at six, it starts to take on, you know, what, what the parents are doing. So it starts to, the baby starts to define itself around it herself or himself around their parents. So if I'm a baby and my dad is a doctor, for instance, chances are that I would want to be a doctor because I don't really have my own identity. My identity right now is being shaped and influenced by my um, parents. The older we get, the more influences we have and the more things our identity take on. So the older you get and you someone calls you, for instance, someone calls you stupid, then depending on that person, you could start to believe that and you could start to see yourself as, hi, my name is Inem and I'm stupid, or hi, my name is Inem and I'm also stupid. You know, and then you continue to grow up and more things happen to you and those things start to really define who you think you are. So, for instance, you get raped and then that becomes your lenses. It becomes how you see yourself. Hi, my name is Inem and I've been raped. Or, hi, my name is Inem and I'm, a, and I'm an alcoholic. Or, hi, my name... Like, when things happen to us, we start to take those things on and they become our identity. And for some other people, the identity is attached, or the identity of their self-worth is attached to their job. I know personally, for me, I went through a phase like that where my identity was... There was no beginning and there was no end when it came to my identity and my job. Like, it was so linked together. So, if someone said one thing, one seemingly, it might not even be full-blown negative, but one thing that just wasn't perfect, that wasn't right about my job, trust me, I felt personally attacked because my self-worth, my identity was tied to my job. It was, hi, I'm, hi, I'm in them and I'm a, I'm a writer. You know, like, it was just a thing. It was a phase in my life and to the strength and the help of God. But, yeah, I say all this to say that a lot of us define ourselves by how much money we make, what we do, how well we do it, how well we don't do it, how many kids we have, how, if we are married or not. And like, trust me, in Nigeria, we carry marriage in our head. So 
from a young age a woman is being groomed to um want to be married and so when she doesn't for instance this is just still on the topic of identity so when she isn't married at maybe age of 25 then she starts to feel there's something wrong with her nobody wants her and her identity becomes just this pile of crap because she feels not worthy or undeserving or dirty or not valued or not wanted or on like unused like she just feels like maybe there's something wrong with me my mates are getting my mates are getting i'm having children and i'm i'm not there must be something wrong with me and some other people take tests online i know i've been guilty of this taking a personality test like we are all on this journey for the rest of our lives trying to figure ourselves out why do we think the way we do what is wrong with me why like and some of us with the help of god figure it out or still because you are still figuring stuff out and some people never do and the result is just a world filled with people that are just walking around seeing just the very worst of themselves seeing the very just just walking around feeling not good and we wonder why we have so much depression and so much bad things in the world is because we don't see ourselves right we don't see ourselves the way we should now that we've discovered we discussed you know the need for identity or the need for us to figure ourselves out i think it's best just going to the next part of this podcast and that is how how do i figure myself out how do i know for sure that this is who i'm supposed to be or what i am or who i should be or blah blah okay i'm just going to give you the short answer to that question have you ever bought something and tried to use it without going through the manual first I think I've probably been guilty of that, and I'm sure a lot of people have been guilty of that. But I'm using an example to show us what we do. We try to leave ourselves without the input of the person that made us, and that's where we have disaster. Someone took his time to create you. Someone took his time to make you. Since before you, I, you were born, I knew you. Like I knew why you were being formed in your mother's womb. But we think that we can live a life apart from him and outside of him and we would see ourselves right. We, I, I, it's not possible. You just end up living a disastrous life. You end up just living a life where your, your self-worth is just not right. And in order for us to figure our self-worth, we need, oh, like, not our self-worth, sorry, identity. We need to go back to the source. If you can't use a phone and you can't use an appliance without going through the manual, then you can't do the same. We can't do the same things to ourselves. You know, when you buy when you buy a new gas cooker, you don't just gonna start trying to fiddle it and trying to figure it out. There's always a manual that comes to this kind of thing. So you, in order for you to make sure that you don't blow your house up and you don't blow yourself up, you have to go through the manual. It's the same thing for us. So we have an amazing God, and then we have an amazing God, same amazing God who took his time to create a manual for us, which is the Bible. And I don't know about you, but anytime I go to the Bible and I read the Bible with the help of the Holy Spirit, it just feels like an amazing love letter. Like, have I ever just had a bad day and open the Bible and just think you're loved, you're amazing, you're valued, you have worth, you're a new creation, all things have passed away. Guy, <laughs> it is the best feeling in this world and that is why in order for you to really figure yourself out figure your identity you need to go to the source you need to go back to the person that made you i'm like okay 
not who the people say I am, and now I'm quoting the Bible, but not who the people say I am, or who do I think I am because of what has happened to me, but who do you say I am? You're the one that made me, so if there's anybody that's going to have the best perspective, anybody that's going to have the best knowledge, then it has to be you, right? So who do you say I am? And I don't know if you've asked yourself that question, but I think you should. And ask yourself, then open the word, and trust me, your life will be changed forever. The world has, the Bible has so many things that tell us who we are, you know, that say this is our identity, not not what has happened to you, not what your father said, not what your mother said, not what your, not, not, not how many cars you have or don't have or how much money you have or do not have. The Bible tells you that you are amazing, that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are new that you are valued that you that god loves you that nothing can ever separate you from his love imagine and oh yeah i said that last week interesting that i just realized the connection between today's um, conversation and last week's conversation so i don't know if you listened to my first um episode but i talked about um this amazing i say amazing a lot but this amazing preacher female foreign preacher called christian um king i think i hope i'm pronouncing that right and how she has a daughter and they spend their time you know saying great things about the daughter to the daughter so yeah love yeah this yeah that and then when the daughter is faced with um resistance outside the house uh, in school she tells the person, someone says, no, you're dumb. And she says, no, my daddy said, I am not dumb. My daddy said, I am this, 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 this. That child is, that experience, or that encounter, or that situation is an example of someone that knows her identity and whose identity is rooted firmly in the right place. So when you have your identity checked, when you have your identity fixed, and when you start to see yourself through the eyes of the person that made you, in this case, God, or in every case, God, what that does is that it changes how you react to things. It changes how you carry yourself. It changes what you do. So before, for instance, before you see yourself how God sees you and and shame comes calling or guilt comes calling, before you'd probably just die there and let you you know overwhelm me i'm like yes i did those things so yes those things have happened to me or yes i was part of those things so i must be dirty i must be guilty i must you know someone should kill me right now but when you start to see yourself as loved when you start to see yourself as valued when you start to see yourself as wanted because everybody wants to be wanted everybody wants to be loved everybody wants to feel like no matter what i've done there's still this redeeming love shout out to and rivers there's still this redeeming love that you know still just takes over and i don't have to feel like crap when you when you see yourself like that it, it when all these other things come to tell you and not those things say no i'm not they're lying i know who i am because god says this and there is nobody else to quote in this life that has that much weight that carries that much authority than god like you can say my daddy said well, your daddy's a human being but just imagine you quoting the person that made the whole universe like i am this because god said this and it doesn't always have to be like an outside thing it could be like in your head thing but i saw this is the same thing that they saying i've been saying from the beginning of this um podcast 
it's really really important that we start to see ourselves how God wants us to see ourselves because if we don't then we can never really live up to our full potential we can never really live our best lives we'll always be crippled we'll always be walking around like a one-legged dog or like a bear that has only one leg or the whole point is that we would never live right because there is something wrong in our perception there's something wrong with our identity and once your identity is messed with that is it trust me your life will not be all that it should be and so i'm going to live with this question i don't know what you've done or what has happened to you or whatever it is that just makes you feel not right but I also know that your self-worth and your identity can come from your job. It can't come from how much money you have or don't have. It can't come from, you know, if you're married or not married or how well the marriage is or how bad it is. It can't come from how many kids you have or do not have or want to have. It can't come from, it can't come from um, what your parents said about you when you were a child or what they're still saying now or what your your grandmother said or what your neighbor said or what they are, where it can't come it can't come from what social media says it can't come from how many likes you have or do not have it can't come there's so many things it can't come from but there's only one thing your identity should come from and that is the person that made you that is good it's we really need to start seeing ourselves through the eyes of our creator and trust me, it is a game changer. It is a life changer. Once you start to see yourself as what God says you are, once you just sit down and say, okay, let me just let me just take a moment to like see myself how God sees me. It can scatter your brain. Maybe the first thing you do, you just prepare to be mind blown because it, it can be very like, wow, really? You know, like, I ever seen... If, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie or a book or read a book and of someone who has been deprived of love and affection and how they react when they get it. And sometimes it's not even from the right source, but just how they react when they think they've gotten love and affection. They become like, oh my God, seriously? Wow. Like it really just blows your mind and it changes everything about you. It, it really does. So you walk differently. You talk differently. You you dance differently. You think differently. <laughs> you get like a whole new lease on life because now you see yourself as loved, worthy, valued, cleansed, adopted. And I don't mean adopted in like the human sense where you still feel like you have to live up to something or you still have to, like you're not really adopted, but like adopted in every way possible. Like now you are fully part and a part of um god's family yeah so i'm just going to if i continue rambling any longer <laughs> i'm just going to just end with this please 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 see yourself how god sees you it is so it's it's one of the best things happened to me and it's happening to me because learning to unlearn what you think you know about yourself is not it's not a one-time thing it, it doesn't just happen like that like you just read your bible today and see you're loved and that's it no that will last for a while. It's like, I don't know, it's like a drug that will last for a while, but you need to keep spending, for you to really believe it, like really, really, really believe it and see, start to see yourself as what the Bible says you are, how God says you are, what God says you are. It's a daily thing. That's why the Bible tells us to renew our mind on a daily basis because trust me, life is going to come at you. Those people that said those horrible things about you, they're going to come at you and try to like, you know, screw with your new identity. 
your work yeah, you're going to go to your work and your boss is going to say ah yeah you must be stupid you need to do this if your if your um identity isn't firmly rooted and being constantly renewed you might be tempted to believe that one day if you do not take the time to do the work to really really work on yourself and fully unlearn all the things that you think you you know about yourself or you used to say about yourself then it won't this whole identity thing will not really latch on but for you to be for you to really really see yourself long time and um, long term um, on a long term basis you really need to like start to read the word and spend time with god because that's on a daily basis it's not like a weekly thing like you go to church on sunday and pastor says god says you're amazing god says you're loved god says you're you're like yes i'm loved and amazing you go on instagram put hashtag love hashtag blessed hashtag worthy and then by tuesday your boss is saying bad things then by tuesday your bank account is empty and you start to feel oh my god am i really loved oh my god am i really saved (laughs) whatever it is so the whole point is trying to live our lives outside of the person that made us is a mess and trust me i know because i've had my phases and so in order for us to live our lives right in order for us to live our lives properly we have to start to see ourselves through the lenses of the person that made us and on that note yeah i'll see you guys next week please don't forget to ask yourselves who does god say i am not who do, who does my father think I am or who who does the world say I am or what does Instagram say about me? No. Who does because God made you. So trying to I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but like this is all for emphasis. Just don't this week and for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh yeah, happy new month. It's a new month. I just I just realized it's a new month. Yeah, but this month, this day, this week and this month and the rest of the year please do not go any do not go on longer trying to live outside of god and not having your your identity firmly rooted in him and yeah I, I really hope that you take the time to do that and yeah thank you so much for listening and please drop your comments i really love to know what you think have a great day and until next time see you bye hi guys welcome to the second episode of the unqualified preacher today i'm talking about identity so how do you see yourself do you think you're amazing or do you think you're messed up and beyond redemption do you think you're awesome do you think you're valuable or do you think nah i'm just i'm i'm filthy i'm wrong nobody could ever love me i'm undeserving how we see ourselves is literally how we live our lives how we see ourselves play a huge role in what happens in our lives and what we do in our lives how, who we attract what we decide to do how we think it is it can really really mess up or be the best thing to happen to you so you see when a child is born right from a young age it starts at six it starts to take on you know what what the parents are doing so it starts to the baby starts to define itself around it herself or himself around their parents so if i'm a baby and my dad is a doctor for instance chances are that i would want to be a doctor because i don't really have my own identity my identity right now is being shaped and influenced by my um, parents the older we get the more 
influences we have and the more things identity take on so the older you get and you someone calls you for instance someone calls you stupid then depending on that person you could start to believe that and you can start to see yourself as hi my name is in name and i'm stupid or hi my name is name and so, 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 so and i'm also stupid you know and then you continue to grow up and more things happen to you and those things start to really define who you think you are so for instance you get raped and then that becomes your lenses it becomes how you see yourself hi my name is in name and i've been raped or hi my name is in name and i'm a, and i'm an alcoholic or hi my name like when things happen to us we start to take those things on and they become our identity for some other people the identity is attached or the identity of their self-worth is attached to their job i know personally from me i went through a phase like that where my identity was there was no beginning and there was no end when it came to my identity and my job like it was so linked together so if someone said one thing one similar it might not even be full blown negative but one thing that just wasn't perfect that wasn't right about my job trust me i felt personally attacked because my self-worth my identity was tied to my job it was hi i'm hi i'm in them and i'm a i'm a writer you know like it was just a thing it was a phase in my life and to the strength and the help of god but yeah i say all this to say that a lot of us define ourselves by how much money we make what we do how well we do it how well we don't do it how many kids we have how I, if we are married or not and like trust me in nigeria we carry marriage in our head so from a young age a woman is being groomed to um want to be married and so when she doesn't for instance this is just still on the topic of identity so when she isn't married at maybe age of 25 then she starts to feel there's something wrong with her nobody wants her and her identity becomes just this pile of crap because she feels not worthy or undeserving or dirty or not valued or not wanted or on like unused like she just feels like maybe there's something wrong with me my mates are getting my mates are getting i'm having children and i'm i'm not there must be something wrong with me and some other people take tests online i know i've been guilty of this taking a personality test like we are all on this journey for the rest of our lives trying to figure ourselves out why do we think the way we do what is wrong with me why like and some of us with the help of god figure it out or still because you are still figuring stuff out and some people never do and the result is just a world filled with people that are just walking around seeing just the very worst of themselves seeing the very just just walking around feeling not good and we wonder why we have so much depression and so much bad things in the world is because we don't see ourselves right we don't see ourselves the way we should now that we've discovered we discussed you know the need for identity or the need for us to figure ourselves out i think it's best to just going to the next part of this podcast and that is how how do i figure myself out how do i know for sure that this is who i'm supposed to be or what i am or who i should be or blah blah blah. okay i'm just going to give you the short answer to that question have you ever bought something and tried to use it without going through the manual first i think i've probably been guilty of that and i'm sure a lot of people have been guilty of that but i'm using an example to show us what we do we try to leave ourselves without the input of the person that made us. And that's where we have disaster. So one took his time 
to create you someone took his time to make you since before you I, you were born i knew you like i knew why you were being formed in your mother's womb but we think that we can live a life apart from him and outside of him and we would see ourselves right we it, I, it's not possible you just end up living a disastrous life you end up just living a life where your, your self-worth is just not right and in order for us to figure our self-worth we need oh like not ourselves or our identity we need to go back to the source if you can't use a phone and you can't use an appliance without going through the manual then you can't do the same we can't do the same things to ourselves you know when you buy when you buy a new gas cooker you don't just gonna start trying to fill it and trying to figure it out there's always a manual that comes to this kind of thing so you now for you to make sure that you don't blow your house up and you don't blow yourself up you have to go through the manual it's the same thing for us so we have an amazing God, and then we have an amazing God, same amazing God who took his time to create a manual for us, which is the Bible. And I don't know about you, but anytime I go to the Bible and I read the Bible with the help of the Holy Spirit, it just feels like an amazing love letter. Like, have I ever just had a bad day and open the Bible and just think you're loved, you're amazing, you're valued, you have worth, you're a new creation, all things have passed away, guy, <laughs> it is the best feeling in this world and that is why in order for you to really figure your, yourself out, figure your identity, you need to go to the source, you need to go back to the person that made you, I'm like, okay, not who do people say I am and I'm quoting the Bible, but not who do people say I am or who do I think I am because of what has happened to me but who do you say i'm the one that made me so if there's anybody that's going to have the best perspective anybody going to have the best knowledge then it has to be you right so who do you say i am and i don't know if you've asked yourself that question but i think you should and ask yourself then open the word and trust me your life will be changed forever the world has the bible has so many things that tell us who we are you know I said this is our identity, not not what has happened to you, not what your father said, not what your mother said, not what your not 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 how many cars you have or don't have, or how much money you have or do not have. The Bible tells you that you are amazing, that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that you are new, that you are valued, that you that God loves you, that nothing can ever separate you from His love. Imagine, and oh yeah, I said that last week. Interesting that I just realized the connection between today's um, conversation and last week's conversation. So I don't know if you listened to my first um, episode, but I talked about um, this amazing, I say amazing a lot, but this amazing preacher, female foreign preacher called Christian um, King. I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And how she has a daughter and they spend their time you know saying great things about the daughter to the daughter so you are loved you are this you are that and then when the daughter is faced with um resistance outside the house uh, in school she tells the person someone says no you are dumb and she says no my daddy said i am not dumb my daddy said i am this 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 this, this. that child is that experience or that encounter that situation is an example of someone that knows her identity and whose identity is rooted firmly in the right place 
So when you have your identity checked, when you have your identity fixed, and when you start to see yourself through the eyes of the person that made you, in this case, God, or in every case, God, what that does is that it changes how you react to things. It changes how you carry yourself. It changes what you do. So before, for instance, before you see yourself how God sees you and and shame comes calling or guilt comes calling, before you'd probably just die there and let you, you know, overwhelm you. I'm like, yes, I did those things. So yes, those things have happened to me. Or yes, I was part of those things. So I must be dirty. I must be guilty. I must, you know, someone should kill me right now. But when you start to see yourself as loved, when you start to see yourself as valued, when you start to see yourself as wanted, because everybody wants to be wanted, everybody wants to be loved, everybody wants to feel like no matter what I've done, there's still this redeeming love. Shout out to Francis Rivers. There's still this redeeming love that, you know, still just takes over and I don't have to feel like crap. When you, when you see yourself like that, when all these other things come to tell you and all those things, say, no, I'm not. They're lying. I know who I am because God says this. And there is nobody else to quote in this life that has that much weight, that carries that much authority than God. Like, you can say my daddy said, well, your daddy's a human being. But just imagine you quoting the person that made the whole universe. Like, I am this because God said this. And it doesn't always have to be like an outside thing. It could be like in your head thing, but I said all this is the same thing that I've been saying from the beginning of this um, podcast. <laughs> it's really, really important that we start to see ourselves how God wants us to see ourselves. Because if we don't, then we can never really live up to our full potential. We can never really live our best lives. We'll always be crippled. We'll always be walking around like a one-legged dog or like a bear that has only one leg or you know, the whole point is that we would never live right because there is something wrong in our perception there's something wrong with our identity and once your identity is messed with that is it trust me your life will not be all that it should be and so i'm going to live with this question i don't know what you've done or what has happened to you or whatever it is that just makes you feel not right but I also know that your self-worth and your identity can come from your job. It can't come from how much money you have or don't have. It can't come from, you know, if you're married or not married or how well the marriage is or how bad it is. It can't come from how many kids you have or do not have or want to have. It can't come from, it can't come from um, what your parents said about you when you were a child or what they're still saying now or what your your grandmother said or what your neighbor said or what they are where well, it can't come it can't come from what social media says it can't come from how many likes you have or do not have it can't come there's so many things it can't come from but there's only one thing your identity should come from and that is the person that made you that is good it's we really need to start seeing ourselves through the eyes of our creator and trust me, it is a game changer. It is a life changer. Once you start to see yourself as what God says you are, once you just sit down and say, okay, let me just let me just take a moment to like see myself how God sees me. It can scatter your brain. Maybe the first thing you do, you just prepare to be mind blown because it it can be very like wow, really, you know, like I ever seen you. I don't know if you've ever seen a movie or a book or read a book and of someone who has been deprived of love and affection. 
and how they react when they get it and sometimes it's not even from the right source but just how they react when they think they've gotten love and affection they become like oh my god seriously wow like it really just blows your mind and it changes everything about you it, it really does so you walk differently you talk differently you you dance differently you think differently <laughs> you get like a whole new lease on life because now you see yourself as loved worthy valued cleansed adopted and i don't mean adopted in like the human sense where you still feel like you have to live up to something or you still have to like you're not really adopted but like adopted in every way possible like now you are fully part and a part of um god's family yeah so i'm just going to before i continue rambling any longer (laughs) i'm just going to just end with this please 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 see yourself how god sees you it is so it's it's one of the best things that happened to me and it's happening to me because learning to unlearn what you think you know about yourself is not it's not a one-time thing it, it doesn't just happen like that like you just read your bible today and see you're loved and that's it no that will last for a while it's like i don't know it's like a drug that will last for a while but you need to keep spending for you to really believe it like really 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 believe it and see start to see yourself as what the bible says you are how god says you are what god says you are it's a daily thing that's why the bible tells us to renew our mind on a daily basis because trust me life is going to come at you those people that said those horrible things about you they're going to come at you and try to like you know screw with your new identity your work you're going to go to your work and your boss is going to say ah yeah you must be stupid you need to do this this." if you're if you're um, identity isn't firmly rooted and being constantly renewed you might be tempted to believe that one day if you do not take the time to do the work to really really work on yourself and fully unlearn all the things that you think you you know about yourself or you say about yourself then it won't this whole identity thing will not really latch on but for you to be for you to really really see yourself long time um long term um on a long term basis you really need to like start to read the word and spend time with god because that's on a daily basis it's not like a weekly thing like you go to church on sunday and pastor says god says you're amazing god says you're loved god says you're You're like yes i'm loved and amazing you go on instagram put hashtag loved hashtag blessed hashtag worthy and then by tuesday your boss is saying bad things then by tuesday your bank account is empty and you start to feel oh my god am i really loved oh my god am i really saved (laughs) whatever it is so the whole point is trying to live our lives outside of the person that made us is a mess and trust me, I know, because I've had my phases. And so in order for us to live our lives right, in order for us to live our lives properly, we have to start to see ourselves through the lenses of the person that made us. And on that note, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Please don't forget to ask yourselves, who does God say I am? Not who, do, who does my father think I am, or who who does the world say I am, or what does Instagram say about me? No. Who does? Because God made you. So trying to, I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but like this is all for emphasis. Just don't, this week and for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh yeah, happy new month. It's a new month. I just, I just realized it's a new month. Yeah, but this month, this day, this week, and this month, and the rest of the year, please do not go any, do not go on longer 
trying to live outside of God and not having your your identity firmly rooted in Him. And yeah, I I really hope that you take the time to do that. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And please drop your comments. I really love to know what you think. Have a great day. And until next time, see you. Bye.